We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. Change is an intrinsic part of life, and that includes our impermanence on this earth. Artists of all disciplines embrace mortality as well as themes of memory and transience. In the first exhibit at The Parlor, the parlor itself is in transition from funeral home into exhibition space on North Avenue in Baltimore Station North Arts District. The exhibit is titled Memento Mori, Latin for objects of art that remind us that death comes to us all. It features more than 50 works by a dozen artists. You can see it on Fridays and Saturdays, now through December 17th, at the Parlor, 108 West North Avenue, with live performances on Saturdays. We'll hear more of those details in a few minutes. Joining us first is Memento Mori's curator, Catherine Borg. A visual artist, her work has been shown at the National Gallery of Art, the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, and at Mass MoCA. She's also the curator and managing director of SPARK, an annual exhibition that features the work of Towson University and UMBC faculty and students. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you for having me, Sheila. Give us a brief history of the building at 108 West North Avenue. It's had a few incarnations. Yes. Uh, so it was built in 1878 uh, at a time when that along the avenue was known as Boundary Avenue, um, and that was the northern edge of Baltimore. Um, at the time, uh, residences and uh, buildings used for institutions like schools were what was in the area. But after it was built, probably by around the turn of the century, um, the city expanded and there's a lot of transition. So um, it was a residence until 1910. Uh, Samuel Hyde was the longest resident. Um, he's listed as a corn packer. Um, after he passed, um, it was sold to uh, the owners of Stewart and Mowen. Um, they already had two existing funeral home businesses in, in Baltimore, and they purchased the building and converted it in 1914 to become their third uh, funeral home. And they did a large um, extension of the building, $20,000 at the time, to um, extend it on the, on the ground level all the way to the rear of a very large lot. And now it's an exhibition space. And, yes. And speakeasy? Yeah. yeah, it's a temporary speakeasy. So after serving the community for more than 100 years, as a funeral parlor, it was sold this year. And um, this exhibition marks the transition in the life of this building. Um, it will eventually hold artist studios on the top floors. Um, and so I wanted to create an exhibition that celebrates this history um, and reflects on loss and remembrance, um, but um, Jack Dana from Central Baltimore Partnership um, had the idea to also include a speakeasy, which is, I think, great addition. Um, because when when Memento Mori, you know, this idea of remembering death reminds you to live. How did the idea of this exhibit come about? Jack Dana um, invited me to see a couple spaces in Station North um, in terms of looking for exhibition space. Um, for another project. 
And he showed me this space and I was immediately taken with it. It wasn't right for the other project, um, but I was very keen. So the idea really starts with, with Jack, um, who, who wanted to see arts programming in the building and invited me to make a proposal. And so I, I proposed something and I really wanted it to be this um, kind of transitional moment celebrating that. Let's hear a clip from a video by Bao Nguyen, one of the featured artists in Memento Mori. It's an excerpt from Afterlife Song Cycle. I'd really like to get a sense of, if I come to Memento Mori, what am I going to see? Walk yeah. me through it. So you'll see, you'll come in th- through the first floor. These are the reception rooms where um, lives were celebrated for decades. So in that floor, I, I have placed the work of Antonio McAfee, Edgar Reyes, and Webster Phillips' I Henry Photo Project. Um, there's a lot of photography and um, an altar and... Um, my thoughts were placing the work there would um, really kind of echo the celebration of black and brown lives that was happening in the most recent decades in the building. Um, in the basement, you'll see the work of Lynn Silverman and Stefan Hendy. Um, they each in different ways pay tribute to forgotten remains that were left behind in the building. Um, and on nights of the speakeasy is open, there's an invitation to also engage the corporeal and live in the moment and have a drink. <laughs> and then in the casket elevator shaft um, is was Bao's, is Bao's work, which we heard a bit of. And it, that invites us and transports us to a profound meditation on the afterlife. And I wanted to add that there to add a spiritual aspect to the exhibition, which is something I was hoping to include, but without being too literal. And so you can experience that work from all the floors because of the sound element and it's in an elevator shaft. Um, and then on the second floor, um, there's the work of Amy Berbert View and Dina Fiescanaro. Amy documented, um, she took photos in 2017 um, at the same time, same place, same location of the, the 318 homicide deaths that occurred in Baltimore in 2016. Um, These are beautiful works and they have never all been shown in one place. Um, We're presenting these in three bound books, all 318 of these photos. There are also eight on the wall. Um, I'm happy to be the one to first present all of them um, and, you know, give people that more intimate moment of flipping through a book. Um, Dina's work focuses on the, an opioid death, the young woman, a true story in, 
in Towson. It's a work in progress, um, a very interesting installation. And then placed between these two works is the work of Jill Fannin and Michelle Blue. And um, Jill's work is from a series called Care in the Garden. And it's in pictures, portraits of healthcare workers, women, really beautiful. And they're dark in, in a, a very beautiful way. And um, next to that is the installation by Michelle Blue, where she um, creates a space where visitors can um, take a moment, sit down if they like, and also see her be immersed in her video, Embarga, Quiet Storm. She's a very much um, somebody, she's a yoga instructor and including this piece and Jill's was kind of a buffer to the, the very heavy trauma of what Amy and Dina's work, um, the places that's taking us to. So I also um, was very much wanting to include, you know, those who care for us in our most vulnerable moments and ways in which we can heal ourselves. And then finally, is the paintings of Bisan Kamis. Um, they're funerary paintings and they reflect a work, a print by T. Coleman that existed. It was there when it was a funeral home and it shows mourners going up a hill and they're very colorful and beautiful and just make this neat connection because it's a, you know, with this young artist um, and the history of the building. Wow, thank you for that tour. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with exhibit curator Catherine Borg about Memento Mori, a meditation on mortality and memory. You can see it now through December 17th at the parlor at 108 West North Avenue in the Station North Arts District. Edgar Reyes joins us now. He's an educator and multimedia artist. Reyes uses photos and textiles in his work that explores his Mexican and indigenous roots and his journey as an undocumented youth in the U.S. Welcome to the show, Edgar. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this conversation. Edgar, your work is on exhibit on two different floors. Describe what visitors will see. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the main floor, on the first floor, you'll see a, an altar and that's kind of a, a celebration and also just a recognition of just uh, my grandfather and the role and the impact he's had sort of in my life, but also just kind of keeping our families together and connected. It's also just kind of highlighting and, and connecting the multi-generational journeys of just like crossing the border and just being kind of fluid between living in Mexico and, and living in the U.S. And in that space, as you kind of sit there and to kind of engage and look at all the the different pieces and different components, you start seeing these little small things that are hints towards other kind of bigger conversations or conversations that are intertwined with uh, different journeys that other people might have taken or, or share in terms of displacement. Um, one piece in particular um, that I really hope people kind of turn their backs and look on the other side of the wall are these two fabric pieces that are kind of hinting towards kind of the impact that uh, global warming and also just uh, this like super high intense militarization of, of spaces where black and brown people live or engage with with police. Um, so it's very interesting just to being, a, being in a space where, you know, life was celebrated 
um, but also just the connection that my family has in terms of just space and place. And also this idea of just being in transition, which I think is really interesting. You know, the space is transitioning from being uh, a place where where bodies were, were prepared and then people were celebrating, um, you know, loved ones until now, you know, into an art space and similar with my family. So I think that's really beautiful in that space just to have that opportunity to do that. Um, but my favorite, um, hopefully people will get the chance to check it out, is upstairs on the on the second floor. And that's this, uh, this another fabric piece. Uh, it's called El Camino Real. And it's this really beautiful silk piece. It's kind of see-through. And it's in a really, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like this glass case. Um, mm-hmm. Jokingly, like I had no idea what it was, but when we were walking through the space, uh, with Catherine, I was like, Catherine, like I have to show on this. And mm-hmm. as soon as I got home, I was like, I know what what piece is perfect for this. Wow. Um, the case was there. already there. The case was there, part yeah, part, of, yeah. part of the funeral home. Yeah, it was part of the funeral home, and that's that's kind of the beauty of. I think Catherine kind of mentioned it. Just I think as artists, as creatives, like being fortunate enough to walk through a space that it's in transition, we kind of see kind of the the beauty of what was there, what was left, and kind of the, the story. And for me, I just felt this like emotional connection to this case. I was like, I have to show it. Um, and I think, especially because that piece talks about, it's a photograph that I took. Uh, recently, I had the chance to go to El Paso, right at the border between the US and Mexico. And it was similar experience. I just like was driving and like, I was like, I have to stop. And the the border was on my left and on the right was the vastness uh, of the US. And that picture is kind of portraying that. So when you're looking at it, in essence, your back would be to the to the US-Mexican border and you would be looking towards the US. Um, and it's kind of hinting a lot towards sort of how that space in particular has been used as an escape goat for a lot of uh, the political stuff that's been happening in our country especially with the the mass uh, detention of of young people, in particular children. Um, So it was very, very emotional for me, (laughs) kind of creating that piece. But also, like when we were walking through, I was like, like, I have to show here, like this is going to speak volumes and layers exactly to, you know, that space and that piece. It sounds emotional. Catherine, live performances coming up a week from tomorrow on December 10th, and then also on December 17th. Very briefly, tell us about those. So Carrie Fusil and Brenton Lim will present Dada Mort. It's a sound and video performance. Um, Carrie's an experimental, um, she's an artist, a visual artist, as well as an um, experimental um, sound musician. And Brenton is um, an artist providing the video component of that. And um, that's at 6.30 on Saturday on the third floor. The only time you'll get to go to the third floor of 108. That's the performance on December 10th. Yes. And the, on the 17th? On the 17th, it's Conjure Collective featuring Bashi Rose, Jamal Moore, and King Solomon. And they're going to perform on the first floor. And um, they are sometimes described as, as a freeform jazz. Catherine, what, what do you want visitors to take away from visiting Memento Mori? I want them to experience what I experienced in the space, which was um, 
feeling the the liminality that sort of in between state um between life and death uh from the remove you know we don't normally go into funeral homes unless we are going to attend a service so i'm kind of immersing in them in that i hope and uh presenting work to kind of reflect on all the ways death um can impact us and then out of that you know i think again the term memento mori remember death and is a reminder to to live to try to bring um the best of ourselves uh however whatever that is to life edgar what do you want visitors to take away from your work yeah i think for for me i really hope people walk away just realizing how interconnected we are and how we share many similar struggles and the fact that um maybe some people are targeted um it doesn't mean that you know our our struggles and our sufferings are are not interconnected um so i'm really hoping that people just realize that you know death is something that we all share and loss and our traumas are interwoven and we can work together to make this world even you know a safer and more beautiful place for all of us There is so much folded into this exhibit. I'm I'm grateful to you for telling us about it. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thank you. Edgar Reyes is an educator and multimedia artist. Catherine Borg is a visual artist. She curated the exhibit Memento Mori, a meditation on mortality and memory. You can see it now through December 17th at the Parlor at 108 West North Avenue in the Station North Arts District. There are live performances on Saturdays, December 10th and 17th. We have more information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Short break now on the record. When we're back, a stoop story. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. <laughs> 